want to learn how to manage your own investments? Are you ready to stop paying investment management fees and start building wealth? The DIY Investing Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge, skills, and resources you need to be a better investor. Learn how to make investments through the use of fundamental analysis, mental models, and business management insights. Now, here's your host, value investing expert, Trey Henninger. Hello and welcome to the DIY Investing Podcast. My name is Trey Henniger and I'm your host. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get more great investing content. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that like button on this video and any other platform, your five-star rating and review are a great way to support the show. Thank you for your support. So let's dive into this episode. Today's episode topic is how to find good stock ideas. This is an FAQ question. I get this question frequently about how I find stock ideas. Do I do screening? What do I do to find the stocks that I purchase? So today, I want to go and dive into this frequently asked question and provide you my method for how I find good stock ideas. This is what I do. I think this is a simple way and that you can use in your own investing process to come up with stock ideas. It's not an easy way. It requires work, but I think it's simple. I think it's repeatable, and I think this methodology will allow you to build an investing portfolio that fits your investing style and that allows you to come up with good ideas on a regular basis over time. So, how do I find good stock ideas? Basically, I've talked about it before, but I like to follow investing blogs um, and other people who write about investing, talk about investing, stuff like this podcast. I listen to investing podcasts myself, um, and I use those sources to source investing ideas. But I'm not going to leave you with something as vague as that for this episode. I want to dive into what I actually do, what I think you should do in order to cultivate a long list of available stock ideas. Because this is critical. What I do not do is I do not do screening. I don't screen for stocks because I think that generally it's a waste of time and the stocks that I like to buy don't necessarily screen well. So when I'm sorting through the tens of thousands of ideas out there, I want to use a sorting method that works. And the sorting method that works for me is to allow other investors to find my ideas for me. And I want to clone those investors' ideas, not clone their portfolios, not clone their conviction, but clone their ideas. So in, if you want to build a portfolio, it, you're going to need a lot of stock ideas because not every stock idea you have is going to end up in your portfolio. Perhaps 10% of the ideas you come up with or 1% of the ideas you come up with are worthy of being added to your portfolio. That's fine. It doesn't need to be a high hit rate. And in fact, it would be a red flag if you're adding 50% of your stock ideas as actual buys in your portfolio. You want that to be a low percentage. So how do you get enough stock ideas? 
Well, I think it's important for you to follow investors that you respect, investors that you admire, investors that you've learned from, maybe investing mentors, or investors whose style is similar to what you may be interested in for stocks. If you're interested in deep value stocks, then you need to follow various deep value blogs, deep value investors, and you need to clone their ideas, take their ideas and use that as the starting point for your stock idea list. If you're interested in high-quality investing, then follow high-quality investors. If you're interested in momentum investors, follow momentum investors. If you're interested in net-net investors, net-net investments, then follow net-net investors. Use other people to source your ideas. You still have to do your own research, but use them to source your ideas. So how do you actually do this? Well, assuming that you are already following investors that you find interesting, which I think is a reasonable assumption. If you're listening to this podcast, you either have started investing or you're interested in investing or you're interested in learning more about investing. So maybe you haven't found a lot of people to follow yet. Maybe you're just following me. Maybe you're following me amongst other people. But what I want you to do is I want you to choose three to five of your favorite investors that you follow. These are the investors, again, whose investing philosophy makes sense to you. These are the investors who, when you hear them describe a stock idea, it starts to click in your head. You understand why they're interested in that stock, and you agree with it. Now, this does not mean go find the five investors in the world with the highest returns over the last 12 months, or the highest returns over the last 10 years. Because those are going to probably be five investors with five different styles. So that can be helpful if you're really early on in the process. If you don't really have an idea of what type of investing you like, um, and that's fine. You can start there and you can expand. But ideally... You've been reading about investing, you've been following some people on Twitter, you've been, you know, kind of getting involved in the investing community and you're just and you have enough few ideas of the types of investments you like or the types of investors that you think are interesting or you think that are right well. Um if that's the case, then I want you to write them down. I want you to write down those people. And what we're going to do is we're going to go one by one and we're going to farm all of the investment ideas that they've ever discussed, and you're going to use that to develop a list. So I'm going to assume, um, as a form of maybe let's call it self-flattery, or um, just practicality, because if you're listening to this podcast, potentially you are interested in my investing philosophy, we're going to assume that I am one of your five investors. Um, Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Um, it's perfectly fine if I'm not, because I think this is valuable whether I am or not. You know, I like to run concentrated portfolios. I like to run, um, I like to, I'm interested in high quality stocks. I'm interested in stocks that can compound value. I've talked about, I want to find stocks that can be 10 baggers. So I'm not your deep value investor. I'm not your net net investor. Um, I'm, I certainly would be interested in some of those things, but in terms of what I talk about the most, I'm really interested in concentration, overlooked stocks, micro cap stocks. Um, I want them to be high quality and I want them to be able to grow over time. 
those are some of the things I'm interested in. So if those things appeal to you and if I might be one of your five investors, um, this is what I want you to do. But I don't want you to do this just for me. I want you to do it for everyone on the, your list. You need to make a list. So See, if you want to get the best value out of this episode, it involves homework. It involves work. But you can't expect to get good stock ideas without work. So if you do, uh, you can skip to the end of this podcast. You just you know, wait till the next one. Um, but if you want to get good stock ideas, it's going to involve some work. So here's what I want you to do. If we assume that I'm one of your five investors, I want you to open up a new spreadsheet. This could be Google, Google Sheets, Excel. Um, I know Apple has a version of, of uh, uh, spreadsheets, but open up a new spreadsheet. And I want you to go to my website, diyinvesting.org, and I want you to write down each and every ticker and company name for every single company that I've ever written up on my website. Go through every post on my website and write down all of the companies that I have written up on my website. Now, on my website, it's primarily stock write-ups for patrons of the show. So people who support the show get access to those write-ups, whether you're supporting the show at $5 a month or $10 a month, you get access to those write-ups and the details that I provide in those quality reports and those intrinsic value reports. But for the purposes of this episode, you don't need access to them. Now, if you want to read what I've written about those companies, then you can become a patron and support the show and you get access to those reports when I have time to write those up. My primary purpose, of course, is to produce the show. But when I do research on a company, I like to write it down just like I preach on this show. And those write-ups are available for my patrons. But for the purpose of this, you don't need that. What you need is the name of the stock. And I provide the name of the stock in the title, and that's available to patrons or non-patrons. I provide the ticker in the title, and that's available to patrons or non-patrons. So all you have to do is you got to go to my website, and even though my stock write-ups are exclusive to patrons of the show, you can get all the information you need for this exercise without it. So you need the company name and the ticker. And I want you to do in your spreadsheet is on a new row, write each company name and each ticker and for every company I've written up on my website. So you don't need to read all the articles about them. You just need the names and the tickers. Now, why? And this is because the purpose of this is you're trying to come up with a list of companies that you're going to do research on. And so the important piece of a good stock idea is you're looking for a filtering mechanism and you have to do your own research. So you have to have a filtering mechanism and you still have to do your own research. So the benefit of reading my write-up is you can get my take on that idea. But simply by the fact that I have chosen to write the stock up on my website, you know that I have found something of interest in that idea. Now, without becoming a patron, you might not necessarily know why, but you know it has met some sort of threshold of importance for me to have received a write-up. I've put in time, I've put in effort to write that company up on my website. And so there is something of value in researching and learning about that company because otherwise I wouldn't have spent time to write it up. 
And this is true for each and every investor that you would follow. I want you to do the same thing for each investor on your list. Um, because I like to promote the people that come on my show um, as interviewers and as, as the people I interview, you know, I'm going to use some of them as examples um, here, but I understand that they have different philosophies as me and that you might not follow them. But I want you to pick the five people that you follow. But I'm going to use some examples here. And so not only are you going to go to DIYinvesting.org to copy down all of my stock ideas, you need to go to other people's ideas. So if you follow Jeff Gannon, who I've interviewed on the podcast of the Focus Compounding podcast, well, you'd go to focuscompounding.com. Now, they also have a premium site. All the stock ideas are premium articles, so you can't read them. But you can go on there without a premium subscription and just copy down every stock that's been written up just the name and the ticker, and you can pull the 10K and you can read about those companies yourself. You, you know, if you're interested in, you know, David Flood of Elementary Value who I've had on the podcast, you can go to elementaryvalue.com, write down every stock that he's written up, put it into your list, and that's part a new stock idea. You can do the same thing for Ralph Molina, who I've gone on, and you can go to midstoryventures.com and write down every idea that he's ever written up. And you don't need to read the articles or you don't need access to the private premium articles to use it as a stock idea. The important piece is, is that if you've chosen your investors right, they can act as a really good filtering mechanism for you to come up with a good stock idea. When you go to them, you know they have spent time and effort to write these companies up. They have done a lot of research. Maybe they invested in the idea. Maybe they didn't. But it's not important for you to copy their portfolio. All you're doing is you're saying, hey, these are investors that I respect. These are investors that I like their style. These are investors that perhaps there might be overlap between the stocks that they like and the stocks that I like. So if they are to spend hours and hours and hours of their time to not only research a company, but write that company up, post it on their website, and talk about it, then there must be something interesting worth reading about it. And this is what I want you to do. You need to do this, and it's going to take a lot of work. But if you do this right, and you pick five investors, you're going to have a nice long list. Because what you're going to do is you're going to copy every name, every that they've ever written up on their websites, and you're going to put it into your list. Now, the average investor is going to have a, a certainly a decent number of stocks that they've written up over time. And so you're going to come up with a pretty extensive list in your spreadsheet. So what I like to do is I like to not only have the stock ticker and the stock company name, I also like to list the website where I took it from so I know which investor first inspired that idea. If there's something interesting or if I have access to those premium articles, maybe I put in a little note of what I thought was interesting in their write-up or I link to it or something like that. But the key point is the list because that's what matters. And if you do this right... If you have at least five investors, then you're going to have a nice long list. Maybe it's 100 stocks. Or depending upon who you choose, if they're a prolific writer, you might have 500 stock ideas. Well, this can all be done in less than a day. If you sit down and focus in an eight-hour day on a weekend or something, 
you should be able to come up with a list of 100 plus stocks simply by going through picking the five investors that you respect the most. And if you just copy their ideas, you can come up with a long list. Now, and that's really helpful because that list is going to last you a long, long time. Because what you're going to do next is you're going to go one by one and read the annual report for each company. That process takes time. It might take you an hour. It might take you two hours to read the full annual report, the 10K for that company. When you finish the 10K, you're going to write down your thought on the quality of the company. You're going to write down your thoughts on the valuation of the company. You have to value the company and you have to define a quality rating for the company. So I I talk about in my process online, again, this is available for my patrons, about how I rate the quality of a company. And I talk about that being a very important process is the first point of my um, investment process. I do the same thing with my valuation reports. I talk about how I value these companies. So when you do research, you need to value every company that you read the 10K of, and you need to put a quality rating for each company that you do the 10K of. It's not about being right. It's about doing the work yourself because you will get better over time. By the time you're done with all 100 ideas on your list, not only will you have learned a lot because you'll have learned about 100 different companies, but you'll probably have quite a few good stock ideas and you're probably likely to buy a few of those stocks. Not, not, there's no guarantee, but if you've chosen the right five investors at the beginning, they will function as a good filter for you to limit the amount of stocks that are out there to some that you might be interested in. And this is really helpful because when you think about what I just said, you have 100 stock ideas. Now, if you're a professional investor, maybe you can read you know, one 10K a day. And you're, you're able to do that as part of your process. You're able to evaluate 100 stocks in 100 days. But I'd say the average listener to this podcast is maybe going to be able to read one a week. And that might take some doing. For a lot of people to read a 10K a week is, is quite an effort. But if you read a 10K a week and you have 100 ideas, that's two years worth of stock ideas. And what you got to do is you just have to work through it. You start at the top of the list, you read a 10K, you value the company, and you move on to the next one. And as you do this, you will get better as an investor, and you'll have a lot of stock ideas. So maybe it takes you a year, maybe it takes you three years. But the other piece here is that as you continue to follow investors, you continue to build on your list. When the people that you trust write up a new stock idea, put it down there at the bottom of your list or if you're or you know more likely you can put it at the top of your list and make it the next one you read about and by doing this you won't end up copying those investors what you will do is you're going to develop your own style you're going to develop your own interests you're going to determine over time whether the investors that you follow are the right ones to follow and maybe there's going to be a lot that you tend to copy from one type of investor and that's good for you to know And then maybe there's going to be some where you never end up really liking their ideas. So maybe you spend less time on theirs in the future and you you look at finding more investors. Now, I would be really surprised that if someone listens to this podcast episode and they actually implement it, that you won't come up with some good stock ideas. 
if you actually do the work, if you listen to this episode and take this as an opportunity to learn and get better, I think you will see positive results. Think carefully about the investors you choose. And if you do that, this will help you be a starting point for developing a good list of stock ideas to research. I don't want you to buy a stock simply because an investor that you follow wrote it up and their write-up sounds good. I want you to buy a stock because you've done the work yourself. You've done the research on it, you've valued it yourself, and you think it's a good deal. You know, when I do this in my, my own process, what I've found is that a lot of times I will read a write-up by an investor that I respect and they will choose not to invest in it for whatever reason. And then I do the research about that company myself. And a lot of times the stocks that I like to buy aren't necessarily the ones that the people I follow actually bought. But they were a great filtering mechanism for me to find the stocks that I do like. Because what happens is with any investor, you're going to have this filter out, whether you screen with a a computer or you screen with my method of screening of using other investors, you're not going to have a 100% hit rate. Maybe it's 10%, maybe it's 20%, but a a huge proportion of the ideas are not going to be ideas you actually buy. And this is going to be true for the people you see write-ups on as well. Now, some people only write up stocks they buy. Um, That's not true for me. I write up stocks that I'm interested in, um, whether I bought them or not. But some people only write up stocks they buy, and that's also useful information. But what you'll find is that people will make decisions on why they buy things that don't match your view. Maybe they think a company is low quality, but when you evaluate it, you think it's high quality, and so you buy in. Or maybe they think that a company, it you know, they're unable to predict the future earnings, but you look at it and you're like, no, I think the earnings are going to grow, and so you're able to evaluate that differently than them because you have different experience and different background, and so you come up with a different opinion. That's important and that's valuable. So now you have a good idea. So even though the investor you respect didn't buy it, doesn't mean that it's not necessarily a good fit for you. And the whole point of this methodology is it doesn't matter whether they bought it or not. What matters is you use them as a filtering mechanism. Use the investors you respect to filter ideas because there's enough ideas with that method that you never even have to try screening. But let's say you run out of ideas. Well, you can always add new investors to the list of the people that you follow. And I think this is something good to do over time. You're going to naturally find new investors to learn from over time. So it's good to add new ones to the list. And then you start, you know, working through their backlog. But you can also, if you're truly running out of ideas and you've done this method and you've worked through this 100 names or 200 names or whatever it is, you know, a year or two later, you have other options. You can always go to these very common websites like Value Investors Club Club or Microclap Club and do the exact same thing. Go to the website and write down every stock ever written up on Value Investors Club. Now, there are hundreds of these. There might be thousands now on Value Investors Club, but there are certainly hundreds of stock ideas on Value Investors Club. Doesn't matter what they were written about. Doesn't matter whether the idea worked or not, 
but just write down all the stock company names and all the stock tickers and use that as a source of ideas to run with. You can do the same thing with Microcap Club. You go on and see what stocks have been written up, copy and paste, do the research yourself. The important parts here are number one, filtering. You can use other investors to filter out ideas and to find better than average ideas. If you go to a screener and you just type in a random stock, you know, you just pull a random stock up out of the S&P 500 or the random stock up out of um, the totality of tens of thousands of companies, you don't know anything about it. It's going to be approximately average. It may be good, it may be bad. But if you filter by using other investors, those investors thought it was an above average idea when they wrote it up. Now, it might not be an above average idea now, it might not be, for whatever reason, it might be a short term idea, whatever it may be. But that's a useful filter to cut down your total number of ideas from 10,000 to 100. And then it's just your job to take it from those 100 ideas to make a 10 stock portfolio or a 20 stock portfolio or a five stock portfolio. And I think if you do the work, which is number two, you gotta you have filtering. Number two is you gotta do the work. There's no one out there that can do the investing work for you. No matter how much you copy other people's ideas, you can't copy their conviction. I could tell you my exact portfolio and my exact portfolio allocation and you won't get the same returns as me. Because even if you copied the buy, you're not gonna know when I sell. You're not gonna know, you're not gonna be comfortable holding to the same degree that I'll be comfortable holding. Maybe the stock goes up 100%. Are you gonna sell? Well, it depends upon what you valued it at. But if you didn't value it, then you can't do it. What if the stock drops 50%? Are you gonna sell? Well, it depends upon the value. How does it change with whatever news has come out? If you haven't done the research yourself, it doesn't matter. So the important part is not to copy other people's portfolios, but to take their ideas as a starting point. Use that filtering, but then do your own work. And and that's the main part of the show here. So I hope this is helpful for you. This is the process I use for my own investments. There are certain investors I follow who I respect and who I think perform good fundamental analysis and that when they come up with an idea it's an idea that i should check out at some point now maybe they work they produce more ideas than i can actually work through but that's great that means i have plenty of ideas in the backlog this is how i work through my investments i like to research every company that is ever written up by the people i follow and i encourage you to do the same because i think it's, it will help you to learn to become a better investor Thank you for listening to this episode. The full show notes for this episode, including my outline for today's podcast, are available at diyinvesting.org slash episode 99. Please remember this is a listener-supported podcast. If you gain value from today's content, please consider supporting the show financially as a patron. You can become a patron at diyinvesting.org slash p-a-t-r-o-n. Your financial support allows me to continue creating this free investment content without any advertisements. If you choose to become a patron of the show, you receive exclusive insights into my personal investing process. That, those are the valuation write-ups that I mentioned. Those are the quality write-ups that I mentioned. By becoming a patron of the show, you get access to my exclusive research that I publish. 
I don't publish on any set frequency. My primary purpose is to produce this show. But when I do produce research content that I think is valuable, I publish it to my patrons because they help support the show. So thank you for listening. And until next time, stop paying fees, start building wealth. Thank you for listening to the DIY Investing Podcast. Please visit our website and subscribe to our email list at DIYinvesting.org for guides, videos, and resources to help make you a better investor. The DIY Investing Podcast is presented for general informational and entertainment purposes only. I have not considered your specific situation or risk profile, and I have not provided investment advice. The information presented on the DIY Investing Podcast should not be construed as investment advice. The views and opinions expressed on the DIY Investing Podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the show's host or sponsors. DIY Investing, its producers, sponsors, and host, Trey Henniger, shall not be liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based upon information or viewpoints presented on the DIY Investing Podcast.